podcast is not meant to be informative or educational and has the potential to be completely irrelevant. This is Property Jam. Hello. And welcome to this week's episode of Property Jam, where we talk about everything on the human side of property. And this week, it is just us three lovely human beings having a wee chat, having a wee natter, whilst Matt Matt has got a black eye and Joe's hungover. (laughs) No different, nothing new there then. (laughs) (laughs) We're just moving the the disabilities around the the room. Yeah, Yeah, it is normally me that has an infliction of some kind, so I'm glad I'm actually in one piece and not falling apart today yeah you look surprisingly fresh actually you've done really well so. do you know why that is it's because he's had about two weeks worth of holiday uh-huh leads you very nicely onto our topic for today which is somewhat property related but not property related it's it's general business related i think and actually it's not even general business related it's just human related because life related yeah. life related uh, which is all about taking down time taking time off because i think if anything over the last the kind of two years has taught us is that um we as human beings cannot survive when we're constantly working all the time um our energy levels are yeah i just don't allow for it and i definitely felt it in the last few months um it's day my, my fuse has been getting a little bit shorter and <laughs> i was gonna say Matt, that the rest of us can't work when you don't have time downtime either (laughs) (laughs) well i can see how this episode is going to go yeah it's just yeah yeah, as you work more and more and more you don't realize it until you kind of hit the and you just suddenly notice yourself being like that's out of out of character for me like i I, why did i say that why did i do that that's yeah that's not me that's not who i want to be that's not who i thought i was and so and it's actually having that time out and that downtime just to just do something else do something different and do nothing which actually makes everything else worthwhile it's kind of what one of what my business coach says is you know whenever you're planning your year you plan your holidays first and it's what i normally do but obviously everyone's forgotten everything <laughs> the last couple of years yeah. so downtime so, t- so niall tell us about your downtime that you've had over the last few weeks what have you been doing to relax i have had quite a lot of time off in august i think i've actually been off more than i've been on which has been great tell me about it. <laughs> 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 i know it's, it's like um, last week he suddenly turns up and says oh, i'm taking friday and monday off it's like when did you tell me so I, I told you it's like really who did you tell it turns out he told told lara but didn't tell me lara, <laughs> same well, thing same, same thing right you know matt lara they're all one person at the end of the day <laughs> and you know what everything that needs his attention goes wrong when he's off and then everyone comes oh. to me for the answer i'm just like I have no idea. I don't know. <laughs> Computer says no. <laughs> so, yeah, so I started off in at the beginning of the month with the week in Antigua, which was great. And I was so excited that Matt's yawning at it. <laughs> it was... Because I needed vacation. Yeah. It was really cool where I actually completely switched off. So the laptop didn't get switched on whilst I was away. Ignored emails, ignored WhatsApps, signed out of everything. And it was really, really good. First time I had like a complete switch off for such a long time. So even though I might have a weekend away here or there um, or a day off here or there, still checking in on emails, still answering phone calls and stuff, just not sat at my desk. Um, So that was amazing. Spent a week there, came back. And then two weeks later, I went to Ireland. So I spent some time with my family, which I haven't been able to do since the first lockdown. Um, so it was lots of family get-togethers, family parties, catch-ups, which was good. Uh, I didn't, I wasn't switched off completely though when I was away, so I was still checking in on emails and stuff, just maybe an hour or two every day. But the good um, thing about Ireland was that, um, well, for you, from your perspective, was there was no signal anyway, so you couldn't do anything. <laughs> no, that's true. <laughs> and then. <laughs> This weekend, uh, my sister and her husband came to visit. So they arrived on Thursday afternoon and left yesterday. So uh, we spent four days being tourists in London, 
which was really nice as well. Oh, so, yeah, how was it? Did you do all the cool stuff like you know, London cool Eye stuff. and all that? Uh, we didn't do the we didn't do the eye in the end. We did uh, we went up the shard and reckoned that we were actually better off seeing London from the shard, top of the shard than we were in the London eye. Yeah. Um. So we did that. We did. Uh, we went to comedy nights. Did lots of um. Went walking around Piccadilly Circus and Trafalgar Square and the usual bits into a few museums, and uh, went to the Cotty Sark. And oh, things like nice. that. And a lot of time was actually spent in the pub. Well, I mean, it'd be wrong and rude not to, wouldn't it? It would, yeah. So after every, but seriously, on what was it? What day was it? Sunday? Monday? I have no idea what day of the week it is. We <laughs> walked like 17,000 steps that day. My oh. Fitbit was on fire. <laughs> so great. Love yeah, so I really, really enjoyed just having the random bits of uh, time off doing completely different things. And just not being as stressed or worried about stuff. Still, stuff still happened. You know, even if something goes wrong, it can be fixed when I come back. It's not the end of the world. Um, so, yeah, I thoroughly enjoyed myself. Hmm. He came back and said, right, I think I want to go down to four days a week. I was like, okay, okay. You've always wanted to do that, though, haven't you now? Like, yeah, that's been on the agenda for quite a while. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so he's going to he's going to um, uh, hand back twenty percent of his shares as well at the same time. Mm-hmm. Did you know that? Now, had that been discussed, or is that like an exclusive on the podcast? It's, That's uh... an exclusive on the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no. yeah no. <laughs> <laughs> Just means you got to work twice as hard on your. I'll days. sell them to you. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, what it is? He, he's banking it because um, when I'm when I'm on honeymoon. For three weeks, he's going to be working overtime, trying to catch up with what I'm, I'm supposed to be doing. Just do what Matt does. Just go. Don't know. Don't know. <laughs> I don't know. HMO platform. Don't know. <laughs> For any emergencies, don't call me. <laughs> you know what? My team are pretty self-sufficient. <laughs> and, you Thank know, they God. Yeah, and just do stuff. Yeah. And what I've had, it does beg. I do wonder why I actually get and doing half the time. Well, um, you're not the only one. <laughs> <laughs> see what happens is he has time off and he gets all kinds of cocky didn't he like yeah, yeah. some of us haven't had their full time off yet you know like say last was it last week week before um we had we were gonna go to a, a country outside of the uk so um so the north <laughs> to antigua had uh yeah inspired us to book a family holiday our first family holiday we're like let's do it while Amelia's still young so she's 14 months now and they're like okay we jump on a plane she's free it's great so we were about to click book on an all-inclusive package holiday which asked me two years ago whether I'd be seen dead in a package holiday hotel I'd be like no absolutely can't deal with children now I'm just like what childcare included right here we go yeah <clears throat> off you go all, like all my drinks and my snacks brought to me from the poolside while someone else is looking after my child yeah <laughs> fine you've That's changed <laughs> and uh and, and so we're, we're literally about to press book and lara turns around and says does Emma need a passport oh god and we're just like oh yes she does you could so, have got one sorted. You can do like no, no, because we we were we were booking it like seven days before we were due to fly. You still get one? No, not that quickly. The, oh. the nearest, closest appointment they had was three weeks away to do a, even a fast track passport. Oh God, really? I suppose that everyone no. is like on this, aren't they? That involves going into London and, and standing there in a queue um, oh. or get an appointment. That was that was three weeks away, and then it takes another seven days to get the passport sent to you. Oh. So it'd be a month. So we had to put that on the back burner, and we have now well, we have now ordered right. it. It is, it is now on order um, and it will be here in time because we're going to do that same trip as part of our honeymoon. Yeah. <laughs> um, it again, sounds like bliss. Um, and I'm totally renting it when we go to that all-inclusive package. You know, say, what else can you give me because I'm on my honeymoon? Yeah, like <laughs> hoover, hoover up everything. Like you'll come, back, you'll come back two stone heavier. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, what I was saying, so instead of that, we, we decided we're going to take two days off and we t- t- had three nights at a Airbnb in just in Hampshire, just down the road. And we went to Chichester, no, not Chichester. I know that one. Uh, Winchester, which was nice. Winchester's okay. pretty. Mm. Very pretty. I don't think, I've, I don't think I've ever been there. Yeah, it's really Big nice. 
It's been quite a lot of time in the cathedral there. It was, yeah, uh, it's massive. It's absolutely huge. Yeah. And everyone was just like staring at Emmy. The, 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 probably the youngest person in there by about, actually I was probably the youngest person in there by quite a long, long. Anyway. Um, <laughs> and then and then the next day we went to Peppa Pig Worlds. Oh God, that sounds like my idea of hell. <laughs> it was amazing. <laughs> yeah. As, and to be honest, it sounded like my idea of hell as well. And then Niall and I did a Scott Baker Properties um, Community Live with... Um, Christina Castellina. Oh, yeah. Um, and um, she was explaining how she'd whittled away the summer holidays with the kids. And she said the best thing was going to Peppa Pig World. Just it's amazing. Like going to Disney, but down the road. So, um, so we did. And it was really awesome. And um, it's basically like, it's like a junior version of Alton Towers. Oh, right. Is it yeah. like Legoland then? Has it got that whole vibe? Yeah. Yes. Uh, it's it's proper. It's been well well done. Well thought through. Um, for for youngsters. And rides and like just like characters like Peppa Pig's wandering around with like okay. yeah all of that all of that. So you say yeah, and we're not massive fans of Peppa Pig to be honest. Um, yeah, I, I'm not a fan of her. I think, think she's a little brat. Yeah, I think but, she's um, a judgmental cow as well. I'm not a correct. judgmental pig. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, so, so we we just went for the experience, and Emmy liked it, and but she, um, the one she really loved the was the uh, what's called the Boulder Dash, which is like um, that is the waltzing teacups. Oh yeah. I was surprised yeah. she was able to go on because it's only like this high, um, and so we like we had her on Lara's lap, and the guy came and said, "No, she's got to sit on her own seat." And was like, "Really? This thing's <laughs> about to go around really, really fast," <laughs> and she was ch- chucked in there, and the was go, and she was like. Oh, she's a little thrill seeker. Oh, she's like Auntie Jo. Absolutely, absolutely oh. loved it. Absolutely loved it. Um, so, and, and to be honest, going around the um, the, the little boat ride afterwards just wasn't quite the same. Oh. The, tra- the, the train riders take has had the sheen taken off of. Anyway, so there's a, that that was um, that was that, and then we were about to go on a spa weekend, a spa um, couple of days, just myself and Lara, and we've got babysitting for three days. Oh my god! I mean, amen to that, right? Yeah, you, yes. you wouldn't want to be going to a spa with a baby on tour. No, that would no. no, and also no one else at the spa wants your baby there. Like no, no, no like we don't want. I think we're the, the top of the list of who doesn't want our baby there. Yeah, fair call. <laughs> Yeah. Fair call. Yeah. You'd never relax. Yeah. No, that's cool. So yeah. So yeah, I think more of the story is yeah, we, we're, we're doing short trips at the moment because that's what we seem to be able to manage with a child. Mm. And it was nice. I felt like a dad again, rather oh, than, mm. you know, and, and you, you kind of forget your role sometimes. So like during the week, you know, working, well, generally we have good weekends and, you know, and doing stuff, but it can, can get quite busy. But during the week, there's five days, it's say working probably like eight till six, drop her off at nursery, pick her up. She's wake her up, give her breakfast, bring her home. She's she's tired, put her straight to bed. And to be honest, on you know, most weekdays, that's exactly what you want from her. Um, but then you forget that yeah, you're a dad and there's that, that relationship. And, and uh, it, it's great to have that time, extended time together. So, um, and uh yeah, so look, looking forward to uh, our package holiday on mine and Lara's honeymoon with a 14-month-old child. <laughs> so it'll be 18-month-old at that point. Mm, yeah. True. But also, wait, can I just say, like, you know, when you was on your little mini breaks and stuff, like at Peppa Pig World, did you fully switch off or were you, like, checking emails and, like... No, I even got... Because in this day and age, our business is on our phone. I even know where my phone is right now, but um, <laughs> it's plugged in somewhere. I think it was dying. Uh, but I, yeah, which means that you get the notification. So if everyone else is working, uh-huh. you get included in all the team chats. Um, so, so they're all pinging up. Um, then you have your emails that ping up and you have WhatsApp that pinged up. And because what the frustrating thing about WhatsApp is that it's like half business, half um, half pleasure. So it's like that you can speak to your family on that. So like the family chat, mum and dad, that kind of stuff, chat to them on WhatsApp. But then you get, you know, an investor who wants to chat to you or someone, you know, a client who wants to chat to you about something. It's like, well, I want to turn the app off, but I can't because I need to speak to my mum about where, you know, where we're going to meet for the village fair. Um, and I hate having all these other notifications. So, so I was a bit tempted to, to do a bit of that, but I found an app blocker which blocked um, Teams and outlook so that i could not get into it even if i wanted to but there's, nice. the, there's the app blockers that do that i didn't even know that was the thing 
yeah you set them on timer and i've forgotten i set it on timer so on saturday i went to check my emails first thing in the morning which is a really bad thing to do listeners just don't do that on a saturday in the morning first thing um and uh, the app block just came and said nope because i'd set weekends off because huh. it's a good. habit it's a habit you, you, your habit is to go in and check isn't mm-hmm. it so and when you're on a work day like today um this is why when you're trying to do some meaningful work have the phone in a different room mm-hmm. turn all the notifications and just have or, or take yourself with your laptop somewhere else that's what i always find is good but the app blocker is great because it means that you can have your phone with you and not be worried that you're going to be hassled by someone about work because are you not um, tempted to delete the app blocker um well that, well, is, that is always an option because um you, you can turn it on and off mm. but i have to make that conscious decision to turn it on and off so if you because normally you you might go in and you just you know click it see what's going on you see that email that you really wish you hadn't seen mm. and you're just like well that's now going to play in my mind for the next three days because I want to deal with it now because I know it exists. Whereas it can wait for three days because if it's urgent, they can get, someone can get hold of me in a different way um, or someone else can see that email and can deal with it. So um, all I wanted to do is just, is not have the opportunity to see what's going on and just let, let it go. And actually that's, that's again, something that my business coach says is, um, we had a meeting last week actually and he was saying that this is how you know if your business is working it's how you test it is you go on holiday and then you come back and you see what broke mm. and then you know then yeah. you fix it for next time that's a really smart thing to say actually i mean obviously it's a, there's a risk attached to that but at the same time it's, it's um gap analysis isn't it Mm. oh my god did i just say gap analysis oh you said god. skills gap analysis you know it's just like what well, i'd have to sit through with the with the apprenticeship <laughs> apprenticeship stuff that, uh, with our apprentices it's uh it's like going back at back to school oh my god <laughs> uh, oh ridiculous uh, yeah so joe it's been mm. all about us so far mm. tell us about your your um, um recent downtime well just too much information the pg version yeah the PG version, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah no i i um oh it's been so chill actually i mean i'm a bit like you know i sort of took august to really switch off and what that did was it attracted a load of good stuff to me in september because my energy is in a better place so, you know, I've got a deal going through, um, I've been, you know, really productive, I've had, you know, I've been really, I've had lots of energy and, you know, I've been really on, on point with my nutrition and my exercise and it's all just, I just think letting yourself go for a bit allows you to just kind of get sort of focused again because you just, I don't know, do you know what I mean? Like that's how I felt. So August was really good for that. And then September's been really productive. But in terms of actual stuff that I did to switch off. So this weekend, for example, just gone. Um, Friday was super chill. And then Saturday was like, oh, girly spa weekend at the Langley Hotel um, in Langley. I think it's actually in Langley. And um, oh, wow, it was so beautiful. It's actually, in, if you're London based, it's so easy to get to. It's about 45 minute drive, not even. And it's brand new, it opened in 2019, talk about timing, it was just before COVID, but all new facilities, it's a former stately home, it's got an outdoor heated pool, the staff are just so gracious. And it's a very a considerate hotel, everything is attention to detail. Um, and, you know, it was just the three of us celebrating our 40th birthdays together, um, three girlfriends, and we had a wonderful time. We, it was a real mix of sort of, you know, drink and food and indulgence versus switching off and relaxing and, you know, giving yourself permission to do that, which was just awesome. Um, and then, yeah, I suppose like um, when I say I'm sort of attracting good things, I went on a date yesterday, which was also a form of switching off and lovely to do midweek just to take a day out I'm on a Monday and go on a nice date. Lovely day. Really nice. Very relaxing. Really enjoyed it had loads of fun a bit like you know did some proper London tourist attractions um and just yeah ate and relaxed and had a few drinks that really enjoyed it and feel again super just super recharged you know just just giving yourself that time away and then this weekend oh I don't think this is going to be relaxing um but I'm off to Glasgow 
So, you know, former guest and friend of the podcast, Max Rayner, he's up on a golf tournament uh, this weekend in Glasgow. Uh I'm up for my friend Gordon's 40th and we both realised we were up in Glasgow. So we're flying up to Glasgow together on the Friday. He's doing his golf tournament. I'm hanging out with my bestie and his husband doing, it's an 80s theme. So I'm doing the whole oh, yeah. Yeah. thing. So it's going to be insane. And then uh, Sunday, I'm going to hang out with Max and then we're going to um, fly back together. So it's going to be a great weekend, but I think probably quite indulgent and sleep deprived. But but so that, that's fun as opposed to relaxation, which is also really important, I think. It is. I'm, I'm kind of doing this week the wrong way around. So we're going two days um, spa. And then I come back. And I'm going straight on my stag do. Oh my god! So next time I see Niall, I don't know what I'm going to be wearing, and uh, where we're going to be. Or, or well, I do know, I do know it's going to be in Brighton. And by the time that this episode comes out, it will have been over, and uh, it will be a, <laughs> we will have been whatever it will have been. We'll have to update you on it. But uh, yes, uh, yes. So that is also going to be a form of relaxation for me, um, letting the hair down. And just, uh, yeah, having a good time. Myself and seven of my good friends and family. Oh, you're going to have the best time. I think, you know, you hit yourself in the eye with uh, a part of your shower earlier. I did, yes. Yes, I I think that's going to be the least of your concerns when you come back off your stack do. Yeah. Yeah, I I don't have raucous friends. I don't expect to be tied to a lamppost. Oh. Apart from maybe Liam. (laughs) <laughs> yeah if Liam's there you're screwed <laughs> if, Liam, if the alter ego comes oh, out Niall he's in trouble <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. I've no idea what we're doing um what we're doing it but I do know it is is a Brighton say so where I, I know it's going to be lots of fun and uh yeah oh that's gonna I'm, be- I'm, I'm excited I'm excited it's gonna be a low-key affair I hope what's going on with um <laughs> I love the way Niall's laughing it's like what's going well, on he, with he like... knows things I don't that's the thing I don't of know course. no I was just going to say like the linking time out to Covid property. and lockdown and and also property which is probably yep. tenuously linked somewhere in this podcast um there was an announcement today I saw it on Twitter but I've not gone in and had a look so it was talking about the lockdown plan over the winter months mm-hmm. and I was thinking just how important it is for us as human beings especially business owners and property investors to kind of get time out now before the uncertainty of winter sets in and um, again I was having this conversation at the weekend with the girls and we're planning a, a half-term break to Nurja in Spain mm-hmm. and one lesson that my friend Sarah learned she went off on a little package holiday to I can't remember where it was like France or Portugal or something like that the other Spain, it was Spain wasn't it yeah it was yes and she we was we compared notes yeah <laughs> she had a really nice time didn't she she loved it yeah. but she wished she'd gone for longer and the reason she didn't go for longer was because she was frightened of all the COVID faff and how the kids were going to be and blah, blah, blah. This and, that. and actually, it was so fantastic. The kids were great. She was like, I wish I'd gone for longer. So we, having learned that lesson and with winter coming, um, we're inevitably going to be working and sort of inevitably behind closed doors more just because, you know, um, that's the way the winter goes. So we should be prioritising as business owners downtime now, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I I agree, and um, I don't know what they're going to be doing with going overseas. I think that's due to be coming out, or well, by the time this has come out, it will it will we'll know what's going on with those Announced. traffic light systems. But um, yeah, we're just booking as if we can go essentially. Yeah, I, uh, we've we've booked our summer holiday or one of the summer holidays for next August. Nice. Yes, in the diary already. We're going on a cruise. Oh, that's oh, whereabouts. Mediterranean. Nice. Oh. Yeah. So right. it's like a it's a week-long cruise, but it'll probably be like a 10-day vacation or holiday anyway, because the time you get there, night before mm-hmm. hotel stuff, really looking forward to that. I've wanted to go on a cruise for a long time. And when restrictions were lifted earlier this summer and we were looking at booking different holidays for the year, mm-hmm. um, I noticed that the cruise was available, but not this August, it had to be next August. So like I'm booking this right now 
I what remember because you booked this before Antigua, didn't you? I remember we booked it before it Antigua. Mm. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, really oh. nice. I love that. I love having something to look forward to. Like even just knowing I'm going up to Glasgow this weekend, I'm getting on an actual plane. I mean, up to Scotland, albeit I'm, I'm excited. You know, like woo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Although I quite enjoyed that the um that the when we went flew to Antigua, it was with BA, and they had a very strict way of allowing people to disembark the aircraft at the end. So it was row by row, starting at the front, moving towards the back so that we're not, people weren't like going hell for leather to get off the plane. And we flew to Dublin with our Lingus and it was the same process. Everybody got off in a very structured way. Flew back with Ryanair. <laughs> it was just like, plane hits the ground, everybody's up and trying to get out the door at the same time. <laughs> oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, it was coming. I knew it was coming. Uh, that was really funny. But just, it, something that really annoys me or confuses the hell out of me with people that are traveling, as soon as the plane hits the tarmac, everybody's up. <laughs> just like, you, can't yeah. get the, you can't get off the plane until the door is open. And even <laughs> if it is, if you're stood at the back of the plane, chances are, or in the middle of the plane even, you have to wait for everybody in front of you to go. So what is the point? <laughs> I don't get it. I'm with you. This is one of my biggest bugbears. And you know what's annoying is where they're literally like starting to take all of their baggage out of the, the top um, enclosures. And there's nowhere to put their bag when they put it down because every fucker is stood in the aisle. And you're like, what are you doing? And then you they can't rush, move. rush off the plane. And then stand for half an hour at the baggage carousel waiting for your suitcase to arrive. <laughs> and not just that, like you'll end up going past them at border control and them stupid idiots will be rushing to get off the plane. But they just don't. It's like idiots who like duck in and out of traffic thinking they're going to get ahead faster. And actually you just pull up next to them at the stoplight and you're like, yeah, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> seen you about half a mile down the road doing the stupid stuff and you got absolutely no further. It's the same illogical madness. Yeah. Baffles me. It's always baffled me. <laughs> oh, anyway, dear. that's my rant for today. <laughs> a good one, and I fully back you. Fully. So, do we have any? Do we have any like words of like pearls of wisdom, like we're looking to impart beyond that? Well, we're not meaning to impart pearls of wisdom, but <laughs> God forbid uh, we sound take, informative. Take the time out, yeah, yeah. Take, has... take time out. I, I am not good at taking time off. Well, I, sorry, I haven't been throughout lockdown because I've been stuck at home I just work 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 and it wasn't until then I took time off that I was like do you know what we tell people that we should do this all the time we're always preaching about it but until I actually done it again I was like ah this is why we remind people to take time off yeah it also it frees the mind and um you know when as a business owner entrepreneur it's when you get you know, the, the ideas, the clarity and like you go away and you've not thought about work for like three days, all of a sudden you're the genius idea, which you needed to solve a problem to comes, comes to you. Yeah. And <laughs> even though you're not working, it's actually, it, it does compound the work. So for example, now I'm working four days a week. If like that, if that means that those four days are a lot more productive, I mean, and they have to be because they work four days a week and that's a, be a benefit to the business because it also means do three. That... Push push <laughs> well if your team if, if yeah, the teams are delivering then it's all good yeah yeah i yeah. think you're right i i think you're right I, th I think you it's very easy to be busy and and stay yeah. busy especially when what you do is so varied and driven by you mm. um and because there will always be something to do always it never stops and you i was having this conversation yesterday um, so actually this was on the date I was on and the, the guy I went on a date with is a business owner. He's got his own construction business and uh, something had gone wrong on one of the sites and literally his phone was going off and he was the only person that could make the decision on this particular thing. And he was like, oh, I'm so I'm so sorry. I, you know, I shouldn't have be having to take a call, you know, and I'm like, yeah, but that's the trade off. I think it's like you have chosen a Monday to take the time off because you're the boss and you can, which is the beauty mm -hmm. of it. Um, but you're always on some level slightly switched on just because you have to be. And you know what? That's OK for a five minute firefighting phone call versus a hot, the freedom to have a whole day off midweek. That's the trade off that I take. So I do think it's about prioritizing that downtime, but then managing that downtime with your business in a way that feels manageable, comfortable for you. 
um mm-hmm. you know like now you said you did a couple of hours whilst you were in Ireland and you know that was your choice and it felt like you were still getting downtime and Matt you use an app blocker just because you were being disciplined with it you know and you can you've got that power and freedom to do as well but the point is you both took time out and mm. yeah that's I think, I think that's it interesting about about having a business um, and taking the time out it's almost it's also about empowering your team to make the decision yeah. So, uh, you know, I'd question, you know, the decisions that needed to be made uh, in, in the day yesterday and just say, well, is there, when, when you kind of analyse that situation, was there one of the guys that actually knew the answer, just wanted the okay? You know, could they have actually solved that without you? What would have happened if you hadn't picked up the phone? Yeah. And like, so similarly, um, you kind of an- analyse those situations. You know, it's like when you, when you spot that it does something breaks in the business, like something doesn't happen when it's supposed to have done um and you go okay so was there you know did we have the right person in the or the right system in place to have solved that problem um could you know what is there a process missing mm-hmm. um or is there uh, a person missing it's more likely to be a process which is missing so when this happens do this yeah um and um so that it, so for example i'm quite bad at just not writing down the process um but kind of not keeping on in my head so you know when we do certain things it's about making sure that other people know how to do them as well so um yeah so so in order to take time out your business does need to be quite well organized yeah quite well system systemized Mm. so that you can you know know, it's all that sleep well at night we talk about Mm. you know if you can sleep well at night and you've got a um you know even key indicators which show you that your business is okay so if you were to take a month off you're not going to check out for an entire month um, because you, as entrepreneurs, you can't, you know, but you know, every, every day or, or once a week, you, know, you can get the report and it has those indicators on it says, okay, this is what happened. This will happen. This will happen. This will happen. You've got that about like five things that you need to know. And if they're all green, then it's okay. Um, if something goes red, you might have to jump on the phone and be like, what's going on? Let's sort it out. But if it's green, even Amber, you know, someone else can, can deal with it. Um, um, in, in the interim so yeah eventually that's what we look to build as businesses and put property portfolios which don't need us um um at all really and 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 we only needed to to kind of just keep the keep the fire going mm. it's like lighting a fire did a lot of effort to get it going what's the analogy we use um steam train steam trains all that fire and fuel to get it going and it takes forever to get it moving when it's moving you only need to top it up and keep stoking it mm. so it's that stoking it kind of in the business once a week just to make sure things are going right mm. uh, or a property portfolio probably once a month when the rents come in and out and in yeah, the that's where kind of where we have our weekly um monday brief and then the friday debrief you know as 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 ceos are at the top level of the business we should be able to just at some point just check in make sure everybody's doing what they're doing and everybody has everything that they need because we're slowly but surely moving more and more to just managing the team mm. and the business. So we're doing not we're just we're doing less because I feel like we end up doing more because we've got more team, but we're spending a lot more time just making sure everybody knows what they're doing and has the right tasks to and training them up to take more responsibility. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. As as we've taken on more team, I think the 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 things which need the most work are the processes. Actually, it's the, the the written down or the recorded processes um which um you can just give to a team member mm-hmm. so we've mm-hmm. we gone team first process second which is probably the wrong way to do it um but um you need them both hand in hand mm-hmm. and you, it comes back to that prolific beats perfect in order to take time out you need to just let it go and if you've got someone going sitting there for a day going well i think i'm doing this wrong and then they come back and you tell them, oh, yeah, I didn't mean, yeah, I didn't say I to do this, it's my fault. <laughs> you, know, yeah. you, don't get, you don't get the result, but you didn't think about it. And then you, then you fix it and you give them the, the way that it should be done. So um, the most organized people out there will do this in advance. 
Yeah, I was just thinking that, like, you know, I did, I told you I did that um, Mind Valley masterclass thing. And there were yeah. three, there were three things that they said you need to have in place early as an entrepreneur, earlier. And then you think one of them is role mapping, not people mapping, identifying the different roles yeah. within your business and then mapping people onto it. And that can overlap. So the resource might not, or the expense might not be to the extent you think it is. And doing that ASAP. And the other thing was, um, we mentioned this on uh, our last episode, um, taking on somebody effective, not nice. So, and the way you go about that. Um, and and then the, the other thing was uh, documenting, you know, all of your processes so that when you do outsource support, you know, you've recorded it once and you had to put that initial investment in to get the system or the process documented. But then that is makes your business fail safe. And it's like, aha, yeah. So getting that done early doors is, is really advisable. It was such a good little masterclass that it was like literally an hour of some juicy little nuggets and common sense. But yeah. Sometimes you need reminding of the common sense things. You don't always think about it. Yeah, you do because you get so busy because you're trying to do everything. And that's the problem, isn't it? It's like yeah. actually stepping back, whether that's in the form of a holiday uh, to get that clarity or in the form of, you know, documenting, recruiting, um, strategizing, whatever, and then getting the right support to then implement that is like the best thing you can do in property or business. Like, mm. yeah. Um, and that's discipline. Yeah. Yeah. also there's there's taking time out in like chunks like a holiday but there's also taking time out like on a daily basis and doing things which um take your your, your kind of meditative or what's the other word mindfulness so that's something which is quite mindful which means it means you focus on it and it takes you away from everything else and you, you go into a different brain state which i think is really good and um i recently um had you know a week's worth of mindfulness with something which i've wanted for quite a long time um as a a bit of a geek um as a kid i always loved lego oh yeah i know where this is going we know where this is going don't we know always always <laughs> always loved lego and um i've been been looking at some of the kind of the like lego for adults that they've got we're not talking hardcore X-rated um, Lego here. We're talking um, hardcore, uh, difficult type of Lego, or it makes cool stuff, which you don't play with. You put on your mantelpiece and it looks really nice. And you go, yes, I made that. Um, so what yeah. did you buy, Matt? Tell the property jammers what you bought. Bought a grand piano. <laughs> not to scale, we should have. Not to scale. This, this, which this is what is... I thought it was initially. <laughs> When you said a grand piano, I was like, where the hell are you putting that thing? <laughs> you thought I was making a full-on grand piano out of Lego. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, that's going to take you a long time. <laughs> Unless you've got time, these massive big Lego blocks. <laughs> well, it's funny you should say that because they, they actually made a Lamborghini life-size out of Lego. Oh, my God. That would have taken donkeys. And what's yeah. the fucking point? <laughs> Well, because they're trying to sell them the model one, which is like this size, probably. Um, oh also, it's just a challenge, isn't it? It's a challenge to see what you can do. Um, and, and that's epic. And it just goes on display, I suppose. But you know, the like similarly to why I bought a Lego piano. What's the point? Because <laughs> Have you started it, it yet? I finished it. You oh, you've done it? Done it. Oh, you're yeah. so funny. Yeah. How long did yeah. it take you? Uh, it took me a week, so I did a, a seven nights, um, so eight nights, I think it was, um, and there were three thousand six hundred odd pieces. Um, wow. commitment! About eight hundred and fifty steps um, to get there. Um, and why haven't you shared a picture of this? I thought you'd be sh shouting about it from the rooftops once you'd done it. Yeah, same. I, I don't know. Well, Lara's been taking like progress shots, so I'm kind of waiting for her to put it on Instagram. Oh, so it's <laughs> Lara's fault. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> totally <blame> Lara. <laughs> um, um, but yeah, so we've got uh yes, yeah, so I've been building this this um Lego grand piano, which is probably about the size of oh, how would you how do you describe it? It's probably like yeah, you know, the size of that remote wide and then deep. I'll have to show, show, take a picture and send it to you. You will have to yeah. because our listeners don't know what size the remote is. Exactly. <laughs> It's well, those a tiny, remote. teeny remotes, couldn't it? Or like a giant one. Like, yeah. Yeah, we'll stick it on Instagram. Don't worry. Like, don't, you'll get you'll get your visual of Matt's Lego grand piano. Lego piano. Yes, yeah, but but that was that was great, and um, I just took me back to being a kid. So I, was, I remember always being really excited to receive Lego at Christmas, 
and then spend the next like week putting it together and playing with it and then um, not touching it for, for ages. Um, so yeah, that's exactly what I've done. It's now pride of place on the mantelpiece. Not well on the sideboard, it's got too big for the mantelpiece. Um, and it also plays itself. That and was my question. It. Didn't you remember? I was like, yeah, does it actually function? Because it's a bit like the Lamborghini. I can't fucking drive it anywhere. So what's the point? So like this actually works. This does something. It does. I mean, it is a bit of a showpiece, as in it doesn't actually play what you... Showpiece want. or Chopin. Thank you. Here on your <laughs> podcast. Yeah. No, it's... um Yeah, so it's, it's it was good. It, it does play... Uh, it, the keys move up and down, not in time to the music. It's just a bit of a... Um, it's a little, little bit gimmicky, um, but you play it from your phone, which is quite cool. Oh, God. So I'm very, very happy. So that that was basically my mindfulness for the week, and and the reason I bought it because it's not a, not a cheap thing for Lego, um, was because we just completed on the refinance for property, which um, we bought for forty five grand um, about four years ago, and just been revalued at ninety four. Oh, that's tidy. That's lovely, isn't it? Very nice. Yeah. Mm. So I thought, uh, yeah, I'm not going to miss the yeah, however much it's cost to um, to buy that bit of Lego. And to treat myself for, for a change. Yeah, I think it's that little sort of self-treating is similar to the holiday, isn't it? It's a discipline. You have to give yourself permission to just indulge once in a blue moon. And if that something like that ticks all of your boxes, isn't it? So mm. yeah, that's a real that's a real treat. Yeah. It yeah. does. However, I felt so guilty walking out of the Lego shop. I did. Oh, I was really I was really, really excited. I walked in there, I was like, I think I'm gonna buy something. Uh-huh. I'm going to buy something. And we walked around the whole thing. It's a Lego shop in Brighton. And I was looking at all the different options. And I was like, wow, Millennium Falcon looks at the price. I was like, yeah, not yet. Um, <laughs> that could be later. That, you know, that can be later. And all the, all the other things. I was like, I don't know where I'm going to put all this stuff. And um, once it's made, once it's built, so you, need a, you need a room just well, this, to display. You're going to have to have a room in your forever home for all of this. The man cave. The, 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 oh, it's yeah. like the Lego showroom. Like, Lego yeah. showroom, yeah. yeah. But yeah. you're not in the habit of buying stuff for yourself, Matt, in general. No, no. So as I walked out of the shop and I felt very guilty, I was like, no, I need to take it back. And Lara's like, no. And I was like, okay, fine, let's keep going. And then I got home and I was, and I was very excited again. It was just that kind of, you know, we did the episode about guilty pleasures, mm. you know, and yeah, and, and I, it's, yeah, spending money when I was like, well, I should make, I should really reinvest it into the business. I should do this. I should go and pay off that. I should go and do, and I was like, well, no, I'm going to, I'm going to use a little bit and treat myself and then I'll go and reinvest back into the business. So, uh, That's yeah. Great. I think I was, I was definitely guilty of that um, probably a couple of years ago. And then I had just a big transition head shift in 2018. And actually since then, I've basically spent the last couple of years just self-indulging because I've I'd spent so many years not, yeah. you know, almost to the point of like, not self-abuse, but, you know, like self-detriment. Mm. Where it was almost like neglect. And I was like, mm. no. So then I probably went a little bit too far, you know, just kind of, you know, just spent a bit too much money and, you know, and it was like, mm. but, and now it's just probably like a healthy balance of, you know, mm. if I really fancy something and it's going to bring me joy, that's my measure a bit like is it Marie Kondo's um you know if it doesn't bring you joy throw it out um but Japanese yeah so um for me it's again if 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 buying this thing is going to give you continuous joy not just acute joy then invest in it because it is an investment because it's the visual gift or it's the practical gift that keeps on giving and actually that's good for mental well-being and all that kind of stuff which I'm guessing even though we joke it's your piano it's probably it's probably going to do I think you're always going to appreciate it aren't you but it's, it's weird because um, as I was looking, I was like, hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I was, I was just, you just look at it and go, yeah, that's really yeah. Cool. I really like that. And then and then you just go, it's like, okay, I'm going to get my phone. I'm going to play it. So Bluetooth on. There we go. Play the piano. It's like. <laughs> oh, so cute. Uh, so that little kind of, yeah, yeah, yeah moment. Um, uh, so yeah, very, very happy with that. And um, it's not going to grow old. And when when it does and when my nephew is old enough i'm just like i'll, I'll take it apart and say yeah you could put it back together again there you go mm-hmm. yeah definitely so it, it can be a gift that keeps on giving mm-hmm. um time and time again so uh, when we move house it might end up back in do you know what the box is so much bigger than the piano itself 
Mm. I'm not throwing the box away because uh, if I ever sell it, it needs to get back. It needs to be sold in the box. Mm. I reckon. And there's something else to be said. Just is sort of a little bit of a segue, but like buying stuff now that's going to be worth something in the future. I mean, we do it with property, but you can actually mm. extend that into other things. So I was with a friend the other day. He bought yeah. a watch. Um, and his granddad bought it. Uh, well, his, it wasn't him. It was his granddad. So, you know, a couple of generations ago that he must have purchased the watch at the time for about £6,000. It's now worth £67,500. And oh. he was just walking around with this watch on his wrist. And I was and he was just like, Joe, this is a buy to let. Like, do you know what I mean? Like I'm carrying a buy to let value on my wrist because my granddad was really sharp back in the day. And I was like, yeah, there's a legacy to indulgence if you mm-hmm. get it right. <laughs> so yeah, I was like, that was a nice little lesson. And I started thinking about things beyond property that I could put money into outside of something really boring, like stocks and shares. You know what I mean? Like stuff, actually a thing that you can look at and get joy from. And a watch is a really lovely mm. example of that. Well, you know what is quite good at the moment? Gold and silver is yeah, quite cheap. It is, but it's so boring. Do you know what I mean? Like, I, I, yeah, I mean, it's, it's lovely, but I think I like something that's kind of like, Blingy. yeah that, but I could wear do you know what I mean like gold and silver I suppose like in its okay so here's an idea so if, if you want to well gold, gold and silver you do wear yeah um, but it's in a form like so if I buy a gold bracelet it's you know what I mean like compared to like gold like just gold as an investment sort of thing yeah. it's like one sort of like I can see but, it but, also, but there's also um the time to buy the gold as well so at the moment the price of gold is quite low yeah, and yeah. also is that the price of platinum so i've had quotes over the last year to get my my wedding ring done and i've actually bought it when it's been the cheapest because hmm. the price of platinum has been going down mm. so i probably saved about 300 quid from what i would have paid a few months ago interesting and yeah. um and it's also it's also a lot cheaper than palladium which um is not as hard it's like the in the same column of the, uh, the table of elements like platinum being harder palladium not being so hard Palla- price of palladium sort of shot up because everyone was like oh it's cheaper than platinum so it became all in vogue i still want platinum because that's that's um stronger and over over the long term i reckon it's, it's probably more valuable so i'll yeah. buy the platinum and then um so that'll be an investment which stays on my stays on my finger mm. and yeah. also um, invest in wine Oh, wine is a great example. Wine is a really good example of the sort of thing I'm talking about. Yeah, wine. And again, I talked to Max about this the other day about investing in wine. I think it's such a really good idea. Although I could probably but I was going to say, like, I don't really understand the investment in wine because you want to drink it. Like, I don't see the point of buying a bottle of wine, putting it somewhere and then just having it there unless you're going to drink it. Like with your watch, it's not like you're going to buy it and then like dismantle it and then throw it down a drain. <laughs> <laughs> or, unless um, i'm really drunk <laughs> on the wine that it's, it's, I it's going drunk. to hold its value and then and you can do something with it like you can put it on your wrist it tells the time you can wear it it's blingy whereas like holding it in wine it's, it, it, it's more like that's like gold again because you can't do yeah anything. you're right you're right and, actually, and actually i i i love the idea of it but i love the idea of going and getting like really good quality wine and actually enjoying it because otherwise what is the fucking point? Oh my god! You know what? You're absolutely right. And um, the point I, is, it makes you money. It's an investment. It does, but I think I see where Matt's saying is like you can't enjoy it. So like it's not like you're enjoying the rent from a property. You're not enjoying any benefits from the one other than the fact it's going up in asset value. Basically, that's it. You can't. You're not so getting you the buy benefit. It. Yeah, you, it's like like going and buying gold. You buy it because it goes up in value, and you get yeah. good at buying it. Yeah. But again, like I don't really understand the, the thing about wine because it will it will also go off. Well, no, so, okay, so red wine is different. So champagne is not something for the longer term, apparently. Mm. Champagne, champagne doesn't, doesn't keep, but red wine, red wine does. So I've, I've had a glass, I've had a bottle of red wine from like 1961 once, and it was all wankily decanted in front of us in this big theatrical kind of way. Tasted like shit, mind you. It was horrible. Didn't enjoy it at all. Yeah. And it was like, you know, all these rich people sitting there nodding, going, mm. yeah, and I was all like, this tastes like arse. This is so horrible. Like, why? I would much prefer you know like a, a bordeaux right now like it just that i'm you know 20 pounds happy days like yeah well, well on sunday it was worthing food and drink festival and we stuck around to the bitter end whether because there was a wine tasting and lots of other people have gone home and so we, we were there with the local tapas bar and the guy that runs it who, who knows his stuff and we just got some some wine and he tried it with some different things it's just like it's yeah. just really really yes. good wine really oh. 
listen, I, so this discussion is, this is what comes out of holidays as well. And why it's it value taking time out because you start to think about the things that matter and you start to think about the things that you appreciate that you're too busy to consider when you're working. Wine. And this was like wine. We talked, we started talking about the difference between a cheap wine versus a slightly more expensive wine and how you'd enjoy yeah. it more and not feel so awful the next day if you've had a, you know, shared a bottle. Um, and then also the difference in food quality and how you'd rather eat less, but sort of better quality. And so we kind of got into these discussions and how, getting older but also taking time out allows you to really consider these sorts of you know lovely first world privileged things you know um but I don't think you look at any of that when you're in the daily grind no it's why we go on retreats and exactly um, and uh, we take time out of our business to work on the business and you enjoy ourselves and turn turn the general day-to-day off so you can think big picture that's what or set up a retreat business so you can actually do that as work shout out to success goddess but it's it's like you see so many people who work so hard all their lives like they work 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 they have no other interests no other hobbies all they do is work and then they retire and they're they've got nothing to do yeah it's not uncommon for people to get really ill um after yes. they stop working because suddenly their complete focus is gone yeah they've got nothing else in life and then it's all game over yeah 100%. so it's, it's important to have to have more in in the pot than just work definitely and on that note <laughs> thank you Nile. that was beautifully you, wasn't it, it was but- just beautifully bookended so good and awesome. goodbye <laughs> um, and, and, and then we die goodbye and then we die um, but, but, but also but also like uh, if you wait until you retire to go and, and enjoy the world then you're at a different stage of life different ages you're not going to necessarily do the same things as you might have done in your 20s 30s 40s 50s i think that's why it's important to spread out the timeouts oh hashtag spread out the time hour episode uh, title there yes, we go episode think. title started thank you matt that was good boy okay well on that, on that note because i am going to have to depart jump in the car and go sit in a spa and yes, yes. i am going to do that right now um so i'm going to say on behalf of the property jam podcast um goodbye and farewell we're done <laughs> okay, so you're, you're from me. coming back by the way <laughs> I know, that's why, that's why I want to go. Uh, it's a goodbye from me. It's a goodbye from me. So it'll be a goodbye from me too. Come and jam with us on social media where you can hear more and see more. On Facebook, search Property Jam Podcast. Or you can follow us on Instagram at Property Jam Podcast. Or you can email us at Property Jam Podcast at Outlook.com. See, See you on the next, next episode. episode.